Hey, y'all, welcome back. It is Lynn Howard. This is Road to an Abundant Author Life, and the holidays are officially over. Yes, I love the holidays. I really, truly, truly love the holidays, but I kind of lose track of time. <laughs> I got to tell you, I I forgot today was Tuesday. I forgot. I pretty much, I've just lost track of time um, because, of course, the holidays were on the weekend. So you would think, oh, no, Lynn, that's not a problem, except my husband was home on both Mondays. So after Christmas and after New Year's. But we are back in business. It is time to get back to our schedule. And your girl's got some things in store for this year coming. And I can't wait to share every single step with y'all. So this week, I've got yet another interview with Brian Cohen, also known as the author ads guy. But listen, the man is a wealth of knowledge and I love to pick his brain as much as possible. So this week, we are actually talking about one of his newest, or actually his newest book, not one of his newest books, but his actual newest book, which is called Self-Publish and Email Marketing. So because of his book, I've actually been working pretty hard on my newsletter. Um, I kind of avoided doing the newsletters because I didn't want to feel spammy. But after reading his book, and I want to actually get in paperback because I want to go and dog ear and highlight and tab a few pages um, so I can go back and revisit it. But you know, I have favorite authors that I follow the newsletter. You know, I'm subscribed to the newsletters and I get to hear some amazing stories about their lives. And since they are my favorite authors, I want to hear that stuff. So because of him, I've started emailing my newsletter subscribers so that we can become friends. Because listen, even your favorite authors were just people. Y'all, if you're listening, you're an author, you know, we're just people. So we need to remember when we're talking to our readers, they're like us. They want to get to know their people like we want to get to know our people. So without further ado, here is Mr. Brian Cohen. So we have Brian Cohen from Best Page Four to talk about his new book, Self-Publishing and Email Marketing. Hello, Brian. Hello. I'm happy to be back. Yeah. We, I kept teasing your your appearance and then you had to reschedule and then I had to reschedule. And then because you're so popular, you were at Amazon HQ in mm-hmm. Seattle. So we finally got it together. So I want to know the reason behind writing, self-publishing, and email marketing. What was your, your muse behind that? My muse. So muse. I have sent many, many emails. Um if you're in the author community, you've probably received one at some point. Um, I, I have found email to be, if, if Amazon ads are the best way to find new people to buy a book on the cheap, email is the best way to create longer term relationships and to make it so that people will will not just read one of your books, but will hopefully read many of your books so that, uh, uh, you know, you can really have a, a valuable readership. You know, I didn't put much stock into the whole newsletter email list. Mm-hmm. And I kept listening to you and a few other people. And I got to realizing that all these authors I follow, it's the ones that I'm on their newsletter list that I tend to buy their books more often. Oh, hey, they have a new book out because I follow so many authors, you know, both on the professional side and because I am an avid reader as well. 
I don't even notice they have a new book out unless they send out a newsletter. So yeah. I was like, damn, Brian's pretty smart. Ah, shucks. Look at there. Yeah. Look at there. Well, so how long did that take you to like research it and write it and put it all together? Well, the 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 great part about it was because I'm such an avid user of email, I I already knew kind of where people struggled. I, I knew where I struggled, certainly. I, I knew how folks in both nonfiction and fiction struggled. And a lot of it comes down to they're terrified about the technology and they say they don't know what to write. But, you know, we're all writers. And I think a lot of uh, uh, new types of writing we're doing, whether it's ad copywriting or emails or, or really anything. It's just, let's repurpose the skills we already have and focus on what we're strong at and then good things will happen. So honestly, the book kind of wrote itself based on <laughs> my experience, which was great because, hey, I didn't have to do too much extra. You know, that's something that, and I'm going to toot your horn again, I learned from you because I'm always like, how often can I talk about the same book that I'm working on? I'm like, oh, I don't only have to talk about my books. Right. You know, you can, I liked it. There was uh, one of my favorite authors was telling a story about her dog got sick and, and they rushed it to the vet. It got up into like a worker's van and got a hold of some weed. Some marijuana. <laughs> so it was, and I'm cracking up because like you said, we're writers. So yeah. we can turn a story, you know? So it was like reading your book, which I need to get in paperback because I've learned I prefer the, the nonfiction, you know, right. self-help, whatever books in paperback. Right. Because I can't, yeah, I can highlight in the ebook, but I like to dog ear and actual highlight and put little tags. So now I got to go. So now I have two of the same book. Thanks a lot, Brian. Dang. But I need to get... <laughs> you know, plug, plug for everybody else. It's better if you get it in paperback because you can dog ear and mark it. But yeah, I, I, I need to go highlight some of those passages that I got from the ebook so I could go back and revisit it because you don't only have to write about your book. Right. They want to know about you as an author because I like to know about my favorite authors as well. Right. And I think the story you shared was uh, of the author whose dog got into some weed is amazing yes. <laughs> because it, it's just, it, it. there's such an image behind it. You can really kind of see it in action and you're, yes. you're both like, oh no, but also laughing. And those kind of stories are great. I mean, I, I like to equate email marketing to kind of like your, your, dating someone. Uh, you, you start out with your best stories, you know, you start out with, uh, I mean, it's been like 20 years since I've dated, but, uh, you start out, <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah, you start out with your best stories and you, you, you really, it's the kind of things you can't, when they happen to you, you can't wait to tell your loved ones. Those kind of things are amazing for email because it lets people into your world. You're not on this podium. You are a real person who happens to write books that this reader enjoys. And now they enjoy them even more because they think about you in the same part of their brain that they think about their friends. Yeah. Humanizes them. Instead yes. of, you know, we all know Stephen King and all these, but it's like this, this 
person, this magical person out there. But when you get an email with a story about the dog eating weed, you're like, oh my God, you're a human too. Yeah. You're a person. We're friends now, you know, like, and of course that makes me, that makes me want to go buy more books because I want to help my friend. (laughs) Yeah. It's the, it's the no like, and trust factor. If you know someone, you like them and you trust them, you're a lot more willing to go buy their books. Yes. So part of what you talked about was, um, Oh, my brain just like skirted to a stop. A uh, reader mat. You you smelled the smoke from the tires. A reader magnet. And because of you, I ended up with more work on my plate. Thank you very much. Um, I wrote a short story with one of the characters from my whole little world that, you know, I've got this huge world. We call them Cedar Hill Shifters. Mm -hmm. And there's Mm -hmm. like 28 books in that world. And it's just different, different groups. So one of them, people kept wanting a story. And I'm like, I'm going to give him a short story because Brian said I had to. So that's my reader magnet now. So if you want to hear about, you know, Jamie's story, which that's his name, you get to subscribe and you get it for free. Now, the ones that were already subscribed, I send it out to them, you know, separately. But now it's once you subscribe, you get that automatically because of you. See, you taught me things. You're humming. Oh, that's so good. I feel, Mm -hmm. you know, feather in my cap for sure. I I think that... We, I, I, Damon Courtney from from Book Funnel, really, really, really helped me understand this better. Because you can have these, you can have freebies, any kind of freebie, and to the people who already know you, like they've read your book, that they're 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 really hot at that moment. They're really excited to keep following you, and you could give them something random, or you give them something. That is that is connected up like with yours with the character that they really like. And that counts as a, a reader magnet. And then he helped me figure out, oh, there's also such a thing as a lead magnet, which might be something a little more general in your genre. And that you could kind of pitch out on, on Facebook ads. And- as you can tell, we had a bit of uh, technical difficulties at that moment. But don't worry, it's back. Yes, absolutely. So... At the end of a book, people are excited. You give them something that's connected up with the book they just read. People who find you randomly on the internet, that can be a little bit different. And so it's helpful to have the lead magnet for those, which could just be you're not even pitching it for. It could be the same story, honestly, but you're not pitching it for the character. You're pitching it as, you know, a really fun story in this genre. And so you, that's how advertising works. You, you have different messaging that goes to different people. And if the same story doesn't work, then you then I would be giving you more work. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, uh, hopefully it, it can work in both cases. Like when you get a when you go onto these newsletters from uh, stores, their email list, you get a coupon when you first subscribe, but then they continue to email you sales and stuff. I get yeah, I get your freebies too because I like freebies. Freebies I'm, are I'm good. A frugal, I'm a frugal person. <laughs> hey, nothing, wrong with, nothing wrong with saving a dollar. That's it's fun to give free stuff to your list because it makes them like you more. I had to blow my nose. Sorry. Oh, no, yeah, no worries. Uh, I, I was just a I, dramatic pause. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> and I got another nosebleed. Well, it's, it's <laughs> I have to do the freebies because I spent so much money on y'all's books. 
Yeah. I've been I've been buying so many books this past year and I plan on doing even more in 2023. Yeah. I keep meaning to answer some of y'all's questions on the website or the uh, podcast and I go to answer it and then a squirrel runs by. I understand. I did answer one. I plan on putting myself out there more in 2023, going to more physical in-person things. So That's great. Yeah. I think well the thing is, and I know you don't always like traveling. Um there are different things with email. Now I'm hearing a buzz in my room. Let me know if you hear it. Cause then, I don't it's, hear it. then it's them shooting the rays. But um, if uh, your strengths kind of line up and I know you've had Becca on the program, if your strengths line up with someone who likes talking to people and that is something that you enjoy, but you're not currently getting, then yeah, it's absolutely something that's worth looking into. But if you also hate people and don't want to see them, <laughs> uh, don't, don't feel an obligation to do that sort of thing. And I think um, email is very much geared towards people who have a writing strength and a storytelling strength. Not every author has writing as their strength that they enjoy doing beyond writing the book. And those people might not enjoy email as much. So I think it's it's definitely one of those things where you don't have to do everything. You should focus on what you like doing and what you're good at doing because those are the things you're going to do on a regular basis. That was part of my goals. Like we've already done our our first of the year goals on my PA is is working more on my newsletter mm-hmm. and trying to do more local in-person things because the books are set in my town. Right. So I'd like to do the local, and we actually have, I'm so excited. We have this little bitty tiny um, library satellite opening, little bitty thing. So I'm a hope, and it's one minute and 32 seconds from my house. And the reason I know this is it's in my old office from when I was still able to work. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping that they're going to do an event and I'd like to be part of it. And bring my books and meet everybody because it's, you know, Big River Pack, which is Big River everything out here. Because yeah. the river, it's called Big River. This is the name of the river. Big river. Yeah. So it's all Big River out here. But uh, now, is there like a number of subscribers that an author should aim for? Or is it more the quality of subscribers? I, I think that numbers make it uh, fun for some people. It kind of gamifies it. But that also for people who aren't enjoying the game of how how big should you get your list uh i think those the the numbers can be a little scary for people i think it's it really has to be a one at a time mindset obviously if you only have two people on your list you're probably not going to sell more than two books and probably not more than one or zero books uh from that size but I, I think that once you get up to seeing a couple hundred people on your list, you're going to see those smaller benefits of, wow, there's actually people out there. <laughs> it's not just <laughs> me writing in my room. Because even, even when you have just a couple hundred subscribers, if you follow some of the things I talk about in the book, like asking a question at the end of your emails, some people are going to respond to those and that will help you to know, okay, it's not me in a vacuum. It is it is a real deal person out there who might go and read my books later. And, and that can be the encouragement you need to go on because 
I've seen authors who just go for the big numbers. Like, oh, I've got 3,000 on my list now. Oh, I've got 5,000. Oh, I've got 7,000. It's like, okay, well, what's your response been like when you've emailed them? And they're like, emailed them? And <laughs> like, oh, well, I haven't done that in months. And it's like, well, I mean, it would be better if you had fewer people, but you had a regular routine where you were connecting with them. That's, that's one of my issues is trying to remember to at least once a month, even if it's just, you know, are you ready for Christmas? You know, I've talked about my one-eyed cat, you know, things like that. Now you said something about, you know, when you ask a question. So as far as reader participation, do you suggest putting the question at the beginning or the end? I put it at the end so that people will have re- – I know the people who respond will have read the whole email. But, I, I mean, that makes – you know, it's a really good point you bring up that sometimes the thing you want to happen in an email needs to be at the top. Um, I always look at the question as kind of a bonus thing because usually – in my emails, I have a link up top. So I have a link that is kind of what I want them to do in the email. And then I start into kind of my story. Then I have another instance where there's a link with some more explanation. And so that way I get the people who maybe didn't feel like reading the whole email, but do want to sign up for a free class or they do want to get uh, uh, a blurb, the the blurb of the upcoming book or, or whatever, those people then will click the link at the top. But generally, I put the question at the end. You sure do offer a lot of free classes. It's 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 something I enjoy doing. I like as I've, I've talked about this before. If I had a choice between, you know, a birthday party where I come in and everything's done for me and it's just this wonderful uh, uh, celebration or me in the kitchen cooking for everybody, I would rather cook for everybody because I enjoy providing things and then seeing people enjoy them. And so the free classes, those, uh, those are fun for me. That's why I wanted to become a, a coach. I love to help new authors. Mm. Love. I came across, I called him a kid thing and he was like 19 years old. He's 32 and he's like, yeah, I'm all right. Because I heard them talking about Anne Rice. So of course, pff, yeah, she's the one that got me into paranormal. I had to chime in. He's like, well, yeah, I write too. I've written some short stories and a novel, but I'm not going to publish them till I get older. Uh, I said, well, why? You just dropped offline. Oop. I was are offline there? for a second. I don't know why. Well, there you are. Today, <laughs> I hopefully, hopefully I didn't lose anything there. What I said was, ah. <laughs> I, I heard that, ah. Uh, <laughs> hopefully you didn't lose anything in the recording. Yeah, but it was like, why are you going to wait till you're older? Because you don't know if you're going to live till tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know, like, why wait? You know, these people that wait until their 80s to finish school and stuff, why wait? So I was sitting there coaching them just because I like to help people. Yes. But now I would like to make money for spending a couple hours a day with people. Well, and, so. and you deserve it. And I think that comes to a good point with the email too. It's like you deserve to sell more copies of your books. And one of the ways you do that is by charging for your books, right. but then telling people that those things are out there. But let's take that a step further. Um I don't know if you've you've had Russell or Monica of of the Kickstarter crew uh, on the show. You should not yet. You trying should. to for next year. Okay, you can do it. Um, 
they have brought in this idea of, you know, you don't have to just sell your book. You can sell a special edition of your book or you can sell uh, getting a character in in your next book with their name or you can sell things that cost more than $3. And that is often uh, something you do almost entirely over email and social media marketing. And so it's not even just getting paid your $3 for those sales. It's, hey, maybe I can make five grand instead of a grand or a hundred off my launch by selling things in my email that that cost more money and that that are a fairer representation of the time that has been put in. Now, I have unsubscribed people because their participation as far as like opens and everything was nil. Yeah. Do you find that a good or a bad idea? Okay. So I recently tried uh, something that I hadn't tried in a while. Um, I have... Uh, usually just kept people on because I don't know based on stats and whatnot, are the people that are showing up as not having opened, could they have actually possibly opened? Uh, we've talked about Amazon ads, you know, the tracking there ain't great. Right. How do we know the, the email open rate tracking is great. Um, but I did decide to call the list as a lot of, a lot of people say, I decided to call my list and right now it's it's a mixed it's been a mixed bag. I did see the open rates go up on the emails that I that I the email list that I did the most culling on, but I did that because of uh apparently when you are with a, a MailerLite or AWeber or any of these companies, you're you're emails are essentially being sent out from a shared server. And so like your emails might go out from the same server as my emails. And usually there are like levels, like this is the great server. This is the good server. This is the not so good server. And how it's been explained to me is that if you have a higher open rate on a regular basis, you are usually put with the great servers. So I, I did the culling in an attempt to get with the great servers to see if it would increase my open rates overall. And so far, it has not. And so oh. it actually, I did find a decrease, and I have no idea. You never know. You correlate certain things. Did this happen because I did this thing? And so I was worried that my open rate actually went down because of culling. Because uh, I did not see it necessarily go up across the board. And that was kind of what I was hoping for. So is it a good thing or is it a bad thing to cut out the unsubscribes? It's good for your bottom line. And that was certainly one of the reasons I did it, if you pay per number of subscribers. But personally, I have not seen it make a huge difference or improvement in sales or anything like that. Yeah. My sales, when the, when the emails come out with, Hey, new, new release, you know, it's okay, but I don't get much participation when I ask a question. So I'm wondering, should I put it at the top so that maybe they'll see the question and go, Oh, well, what's this about? But but then you don't want them to just focus on the question and not buy the book. 
Right. Yeah. I'm telling you, your your book, like I have to go get it in paperback because because I wasn't able to do my highlighting and my normal reading, there's some parts that I've forgotten about. Oh, but like okay. the the magnet reader, I, I made like I you could ask my PA. I read that. I'm like, well, shit. Uh, <laughs> I put everything I was working on aside and she gave me my deadline and I finished it and got it edited and sent it out, you know, cover just like it was a normal book and everything. And then, you know, just just trying to follow the advice, but I need the paperback so I can well, I have well, these little like tabs that I put in there too. You've done more than most because you actually, I give the advice, stop everything. And if you don't have something free to give away, do that. And you did that. So don't be tough on yourself. (laughs) I like to learn and I'm always, you know, I try to implement new things, but I don't want the whole FOMO thing. And I I don't do a lot of TikTok. Like I do silly hot guy stuff, but I'm not trying to jump on every new thing because we all know, you remember MySpace? Yeah. You know, you can't put all your eggs in the basket of using this one social media, I'm about to get off of TikTok. It's just becoming toxic. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, especially when you're on book talk, you know? Right. I mean, one of the things I was realizing, like bringing up TikTok, I enjoyed creating TikTok uh, videos, but I did not enjoy trying to change my vibe to fit with trends. And so I just gave up on that. I decided... Like I had gone off TikTok for a few months, but I enjoy creating the videos. So I just said, all right, I'm not going to change my content. It's going to be a talking head of me giving tips and that's all I'm going to do. And I think- Do you see that I like your videos when I catch them? I See? do. Thank you. See? Thank Look you how for nice that. I am. You are nice. I've, I've, <laughs> I've never. I try to support as many as I can. I've never heard anything otherwise. So, um, well, let me know if you do, because okay, yeah, we'll we'll get them. <laughs> um, I I just wanted to do things my way, and I I'm really big right now on the concept of consistent mediocrity. Um, I would rather produce something that's within my strengths that I enjoy doing on a regular basis. And maybe it's not meticulously produced and maybe it's not fitting with trends. But if I do it, and the same is true with if you regularly email your readers and you're enjoying the email you're writing, or if you like advertising and you regularly create Amazon ads to send traffic to your books and like doing the keyword research. If you like something, you don't have to be perfect with it. You just have to do it all the time because if you do it all the time and like you don't go into the FOMO mindset, you say, this is my thing. This is my post. I'm sticking with it. And you do it consistently. A couple of things are going to happen. One, you're going to create a lot, which is good. Two, you're going to get better over time. And three, you're going to enjoy marketing. And I think that we should stop looking at marketing as something that is a required hateful thing like taking out the garbage. (laughs) It can be part of the fun. Yeah, Claire and I agree. We both hate marketing. (laughs) Claire, Claire, uh, uh, Claire does hate 
marketing, but there are parts that are markety that I think Claire enjoys. I think, uh, uh, I think Claire is, uh, in, really enjoyed promoting the humor books because she's so dang funny. Oh, she is freaking hilarious. <laughs> we had, we end up after the podcast, we end up talking for so long. She is so cool. Yeah. Like I want to hang out with her and Becca sign both. I just want to like hang out with them. Yeah. New besties. Um, so do you, okay, I'm like trying to like arrange my thoughts because we just talked about so many things. So I'm trying, the 2023, my push is focusing, trying to get out there more because I'm an extroverted introvert. I can talk to anybody, yep. but I recharge alone. I want to get my books out there like in person if we can avoid getting sick, but I really want to focus on my newsletter and the Amazon ads, which in case anyone is unaware, uh, Mr. Brian teaches both. <laughs> he has an email marketing course and, and an Amazon ads course, which I've done the freebie of the Amazon ads, I think three times now. Nice. And I'm finally getting somewhere with it. Like I'm every time, I feel like I learn something every time. That's good. Even though it's like the same thing. I'm learning something new that maybe I missed, like a dog barked or something and I missed it. Yeah. So what between the book and the actual email marketing course, mm -hmm. what what would you say would be the difference between the two? Like what can you gain from the course that you cannot from the book? Well, the course has the walkthrough videos. I mean, if you're not, if, if you're the kind of person that gets your information just from written materials, then you're good with the book because the book's going to walk you through everything. But if, if you need walkthrough videos, then, you know, if you need to see it, if you go into, because I, I in the videos we talk about MailerLite. If you go into MailerLite and you're just like, I don't know what button to push, then go, taking the course is smart because then you will actually get the walkthrough. You will, uh, you will be able to kind of see things in in video format. But we we in the email course we also include this challenge that we did last year, which was the get more subscribers challenge. And this thing was good. Like, you know, cause you, you teach, I teach when you teach something and you're like, yes, I'm very happy with the way I shared this information. <laughs> um, I'm really happy with it. Cause I, I, it's not just, you know, go run Facebook ads or something. Right. It's very right. much like, Hey, do you have a social media page with a few hundred followers? Start there. Get those people over to your email list. Do you have interest in connecting with other authors in your genre? Consider doing a one-to-one -one email swap or potentially a group swap. There are a lot of options out there, and I think we kind of tend to limit ourselves to well, there's Amazon ads, there's Facebook ads, there, these are the ads we need to do. If we don't do them, we shrivel up and die our careers. And it, <laughs> it, it, it doesn't have to be like that. There are plenty of people who have prospered from doing things in different ways. And the reason they prospered is that whole consistent mediocrity thing. They did right. things that they were willing and able to do that they actually enjoyed regularly. Have, have you read The Big Leap? 
you know, it's one of those I think I've skimmed and haven't actually read the whole thing, but but I know the gist. I know the gist. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm reading now. That's what makes me think of is you've got your, your level of competency or your level of genius. Yeah. So like, okay, yeah, we can all learn to do something, but when you find something and you become really good at it and you're at your level of genius and you're... Do so. I'm, that's what I'm focusing on is becoming a genius at email, so I can be like Brian Cohen, while I'm also <laughs> becoming Brian Cohen with Amazon ads. Oh, I tell you, that first time that big chunk of of uh, money came out, I was like, "Holy cow, that's a lot of money in ads!" But I'm like, "Well, my royalties were really good." And that's the, <laughs> that's a mindset shift, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like we look at. Um, advertising sometimes in the wrong way. We look at advertising as this avoidable expense when advertising is a marketing cost. Yes. And mm-hmm. most businesses in the world, they they have a marketing cost. And if you look at, you know, giant movies out there and, and things like that, sometimes they will spend as much as their production budget on marketing. They'll spend a hundred million dollars on the movie. It's like, oh, this has a chance of succeeding. Let's put a hundred million dollars into the advertising. And it's like, well, how could you spend 50% of your whole budget on this? And it's like, that is what businesses do on a regular basis. We are businesses, so we need to- Had I not taken your course, I might've freaked out because I learned about the click-through rates and how Uh people would move on to buy the next book. So I was actually making quite a good profit after running the ads. Because they buy, I'm only advertising the first in that whole world series. Yes. Because I actually asked the question, for those who don't know whether you take the full course or you do the freebies, the moderators, Brian, even people that have done this several times, they help walk you through everything. Right. They are, it's like the most supportive, wonderful group I've ever encountered. I was sad when that course was over because I'm like, where'd everybody go? I know. I liked, I liked hanging out with this group because it's you get in a lot of these groups and it's catty and it's clicky. Your group is not. Yeah. This, this tribe that you have built, they are just your moderators, the the people that are participating, they're wonderful people. And I'd ask the question, I have all these books that are in this one world. And everybody said this that you actually answered, just do that first one. Right. And because of that, they continued through the entire world. And I am making really good profits right now because of your courses. That's amazing. I'm and so once glad again, to hear that. <laughs> I, I need to get sound effects. I can get the yay in the yeah. background. I'm not like you, you know, number one. I know. I don't have all that. <laughs> I know. Uh, I barely have that together. Um, Who was your guest last week? And she's like, yeah, I know. Yeah. Or when you were in Seattle, didn't have the sound Exactly. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, I sound like a fangirl. <laughs> no. Well, I appreciate it. And, and I love our community. Here's the thing that's amazing to me. Like I've now had a couple folks uh, who surpassed me in book sales and uh, after taking the challenge and or, and or ad school and or any coaching on top of that. And it's just an amazing feeling. Like at first you're like, oh man, you know, well, I, I'm not selling as much as this person I work with, but like, that's so great because it shows that there are people who with the right books can actually make more money than the teacher. Like Warren Buffett had a teacher. Right. And, and so if I can be like, you know, 
if I can be like him, of course his name escapes me. I've read his book multiple times, but um, I never, I never get jealous. I get mm. so excited for people because I know what what it takes to be in this in this industry. And honestly, there are times where I'm writing and look up at the TV and get lost for an hour. So that's on me. Yeah, you know, I, I work from home, so anything that I'm lacking on, that's on me. So when I see someone got a Netflix deal, or you know what I mean, or number one bestseller, I get so excited for people. Yeah, like I do not get. I used to clean houses, mm-hmm. and I would. I mean, I was cleaning like four thousand plus square foot houses, and I mean they they were using money as like bookmarks in their books. And do you ever get <laughs> jealous? I'm like, no, because they hired me because they don't have time to clean their own houses. Right. Right. I would rather be at home than working 18 hour days, you know? Yeah. So no, I, I don't get jealous of other people's success. I did and I'm find, glad you don't either. <laughs> yeah. Well, I did find the, the mentor is Benjamin Graham. So if I, if I had to choose between being a Warren Buffett or a Benjamin Graham who taught Warren Buffett what uh, the, the system and then Warren Buffett ran with it, like I've got folks in my group like Quinn Ward, who's a six-figure MM romance author who now teaches in the class, has coached in the class, and is now uh, a part as part of an agency that that we're running, is helping like six-figure authors move up in the world. You like, just had Quinn on, didn't you? Yes. Quinn was yeah. there in Seattle with me. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, I thought I heard yeah. their voice. Yeah. And and like to have Quinn and then uh, uh, Kaz uh, Finley, who who is a seven-figure author who started off in the class and they teach. These folks started as students, moved up to volunteers, eventually like had so much great success that you think, ah, oh, though, you know, they'll they'll probably move on to different and better things. And they're like, no, we want to keep teaching. We like helping people like you do. And I'm like, I am amazed by you because they they wanted to stick around. They wanted to keep helping. They wanted to keep supporting. And those are the kind of people I've been fortunate enough to 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 have with me in this journey. And they love sharing and they love teaching as well. And, and it's, it's made those challenges really something, something special, Uh, often, uh, often duplicated, but you know, uh, often imitated, never duplicated, I guess. Like I, well, like I said, you felt like the best tribe, the best teachers, you know, again, even the, the participants, they're all just extremely supportive, caring, giving people. Yeah. No, I you agree. Know? I agree. So that, that has to say something for you that you wouldn't allow assholes in your group. <laughs> when things happen, we, we all powwow in our Slack channel, like, <laughs> Okay, how are we dealing with this? And <laughs> and uh, yeah, usually we have to brianify something. That's that's what we call it when we have to say something tough, but in a really nice way. Yeah. And so brianify. Yeah, we brianify it. <laughs> now the book, the the self publishing email marketing book, it, it's in the form of a conversation, and then you go on to teaching. Yes. And one of the things that I thought was hilarious because I remember thinking that way, where was it when Nina's like, "Well, pff, who uses email anymore?" Yeah, and you're like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> "Am I correct in saying email marketing is pretty much one of your best options right now when it comes to marketing?" Yeah, I mean it. 
it is an investment because you're paying, uh, you're, you're paying for the service every month. And I think a lot of authors get nervous even at like $15, $20 a month, uh, which is like, well, how many streaming services are you subscribed to right, right now? Right. Um, but a lot of folks get nervous at that sort of thing because they're like, if I don't see an immediate benefit, I'm not doing it. And email is a long-term play. But if you continue to build, and and I remember starting out with five, 10 subscribers, moving my way up to 100, eventually hitting 1,000, eventually getting all the way up to 40,000. Uh, but it didn't, oh my God. it didn't happen overnight. And it took a long time and there were dips. Like there were times where it wasn't working as well and, and I had to course correct. And I've spent, I don't know, uh, probably over twenty thousand uh, dollars on email hosting costs and and whatnot over the years because my list has gotten so big, and I've always made more than enough to cover those expenses because email is incredibly valuable and it's absolutely one of the best ways for authors to keep in touch with people because, hey, if TikTok goes away in your state tomorrow, Mm -hmm. and that is looking like a thing that could happen, there are certain states that are now blocking TikTok in their own uh, like government offices. If they somehow were to extend to your state not being a state that's allowed. It's like a few years back when um, Amazon wouldn't let you be an Amazon associate, have an affiliate account in certain states. And when I lived in Chicago, my affiliate account went away because the state of Illinois passed a law. Man, And that could happen to TikTok or or any of these platforms. I mean, look at what's happening to Twitter uh, with so many people leaving after Elon Musk took over. Like there, there are platforms that you could build on that could go away. But if you have an email, if you have email lists, if you have there a way to contact these folks, sure, people can unsubscribe. But there's a difference between a few people unsubscribing and the whole dang platform going away. Well, like Facebook, you know, Facebook's been around forever. Claire had said something about she, I think, did a free course or something, and she had mentioned it on Facebook. I don't get on Facebook very often. I don't, I try to stay off of social media because it's a time suck. Right. And I have migraine disorder, so it like strains my eyes, but I didn't see it. And I, at the mm-hmm. time, I wasn't subscribed to his newsletter. So I didn't know anything about it. I would have loved to have been part of it. You know, it was on the Enneagrams and things like that. Right. So, not all of us are spending. And then how many users are on TikTok? So you're not right. seeing, I don't see every video you post. Even if you're on my FYP page, I don't see everything you post. Right. So if you have newsletters, and especially if it's somebody that, you know, I love Diane Duvall. I've never made a secret of it. She's my top favorite author at the moment. Just a hair below Ian Rice, rest in peace. I look forward to those emails, even if it's stories about her dog or whatever. Right. You know, because I get to keep in touch and keep track of what is going on. Whereas I don't always check my Facebook. So I don't. And then the algorithm on Facebook shows you like the same four people. Yeah. You know, but because you, I'm on your email list, I know when you have your next Amazon ads challenge, your right. next email, you know, you just had the Facebook ads challenge. Yeah. Which, 
I missed. I need to go catch up on the videos, but I've never had luck with the Facebook ads. So I've only done a couple. Remember, you don't have to do it all. Exactly. That's why I'm focusing on Amazon ads because I've had a lot of luck. And my newsletter, I'm happy to say I'm up to 53 by following your advice. That's great. Moving on up. At like 20 something for over a year because I, I didn't really do anything. And I did the homework and I need to, like I say, get the paperback so I can go back through and tag it. But because that's why I wanted to have you on with this book. Cause I'm like, yay, Brian, Aww. Brian teaches me everything. Oh, well, thank you. Well, I love that you're building up momentum. Yeah. It's, and that's well, what and it's, it's all about. When, when there's all these people out there teaching all these things and we're, we're absorbing it, but you're not putting it to use. It does, you no good. Yes. You know, there's a, what is a book marketing show and, and there's all these different podcasts and YouTubes. It's great to listen to them and to watch them. But if you're not putting things into action, you're not going to see any results. Yeah, so, we, we can get too obsessed with just learning. Yes. Well, and I'm, <laughs> I uh, have done that in 2022. I am certified in way too many things right now mm-hmm. because I kept finding new courses to learn about <laughs> <laughs> life transformation, happiness coaching. You know, I just kept, I kept going life purpose. I had to stop and focus on what I was doing because I just kept getting obsessed with learning more. But like I said, I started focusing on those steps you laid out. And I'm going to keep going with different newsletter, you know, books and and podcasts, and keep putting that in so that I can learn. Yeah. That before I lose my track, I'm like looking at the thing. So you had put it in as a conversation. Was Nina based off of a real client? So it, with with Nina, and then in the self publishing with Amazon Ads book that also had a character that that I was speaking with. It's an amalgamation of people. Mm-hmm. There are conversations with with Nina in that book that are basically ripped verbatim from like real real people that I've spoken with and then there are some that are just dramatized uh, uh, <laughs> uh, chats with people but nothing is really so dramatized like have there been people who told me uh, why would anybody do email yes. Have there been people who uh, made it past step one, but struggled with step two and and considered giving up on the whole thing? Absolutely, there have been. And so I wanted that to be seen in this book and and the Amazon ads book. And I do have another one in mind. I I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it in 2023, but I wanted there to be a better understanding of the emotional component of marketing. This is not easy and we do not live in a vacuum. And so when we are feeling nervous about trying to finish our email list, setting it up, or when we're trying to write emails that are going to go out to everybody, there's a lot of stress with that. And so I really wanted to share a person going through it because then we could see, oh, if I'm stressed by this, I'm not alone. Right. I like I liked that format a lot because it, it almost felt like 
your like when you read a fiction book and you put yourself in it. Yeah, it felt like I was Nina because I'm like, who uses email slash MySpace anymore? And I'm like, oh wait a minute, that's how I learn about Brian's new course. That's how I learn about Cole's sales. Yes, you know, because I'm not I'm not going to Cole's website to check. Right, <laughs> you know. So it's like that makes sense if I'm following Cole's and Penny's and who you know H and M whatever, and that's how I'm finding out about the sales. Why wouldn't the readers do the same thing? Right. In in 2022, I'd, I'm proud of myself. I, I chatted with uh, Clayton Noblet from Written Word Media. He writes some of the blog posts there. Uh, they're the ones behind Free Booksy and, and Bargain Booksy. And he, they, every year they're like, can you give your predictions for 2022? And uh, this was last year going into, into 2022. And I said, well, direct sales are going to be big. Uh, selling off of Shopify and WooCommerce off your website are going to grow. And I was right. Um, but the reason I'm right is because more and more people realize the value of selling direct, which is you get the email addresses. Yeah. And yeah. every sale gets you the email addresses. And that's why folks like Pierre Alex Jeanty and uh, Steve Piper and uh, some other people are teaching it now too are uh, are starting to blow up because if you get an email address from every single person that you promote to, your business can grow a whole lot faster. Mm-hmm. Yep. God, I love having you guys on. Aww. There's like, there's certain guests that are just like a wealth of information. Aww. I have it all in my head, but I'm I'm far more t- articulate when I write than <laughs> when mm, I speak, mm-hmm. which is great that I started a podcast, huh? Well, you my- know, you, you, you must <laughs> enjoy it. I do. I actually, I, you know, I was really, it, this, it took me six months to a year to work up the courage. I, I'm researching it. I kept saying, I'm researching it. My husband's <laughs> like, I bought that microphone for you like a year ago. <laughs> uh. <laughs> and I was set up in the closet with like all this soundproofing foam, Yeah, but I can't do that when I have a guest because then I have to move everything over there real quick. So right. This is now your, yeah. your sound sounds great. Oh, you should see what you look like. You're surrounded by pillows and this little <laughs> setup that's got the foam and blankets because my desk consists of two plastic fold-out tables. Nice. Well, my husband, is he has a full-time job, but on the side, he's a pen striper and does graphics. So he uses this too, but he's a lefty. Ah, nuts. So you know what happens every time I come in here? Yeah. (laughs) I have to switch everything Switch back back to factory settings. (laughs) So your new book, which one did you say? So, uh, well, self-publishing and email marketing is the most recent. That's, yeah, that's the one we're talking. There was another one you mentioned. Self-publishing with Amazon ads was actually the first one. I missed that one. I need to go buy that one. (laughs) I missed that one. Oh my God. That might've been before I actually subscribed. It could be. It could be. Uh, But but yeah, I mean, it's the same format, which is it's walking a person through it in order to, just like you said, I think you put it better than I've even ever talked about it myself is you get to feel like you're part of the story in Mm -hmm. a deeper way than you maybe would in, in a regular fiction novel. Instead of somebody preaching at you, you're like, Oh, that's me. (laughs) I did that. That's Mm exactly, that's, he just put me in a book and is answering my questions. Exactly. I was Nina reading it. (laughs) Nice. Nice. So next book you have coming out. 
Um, well, the one I want to write, which like I said, might not be in 2023. Um, I I do want to write one about writing to market. I just read one. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say the title. Mm -hmm. I feel like I could have gotten it for free online. Well, that's the tough thing because I I do think there actually is a lot of information online, um, which is great in in a way. But I think with these – with something that is going to take you time to implement, uh, like like – email marketing, you, right. you kind of need that that hand-holding or at least the simulation of the hand-holding in, right. in like the coaching. And so that's why I think that can be really helpful because I'm, I'm good friends with Chris Fox and he wrote the kind of the first book on this subject of right to market. And he wrote this book saying, all right, folks, here's how you research a genre and here's how I decided on military sci-fi. And a vast majority of people who read that book, who put it into action said, oh, I'm going to write military sci-fi. That, and that was not the point of the book. Not the point of the book. And, not the point of the book. And, <laughs> and people want an easy button, but Chris said, here's the process. And so people ignored that part. But but you you need to use the process. And if it's not hard... You're probably not doing it right. I have to go check that one out too. I've I have like this slew of books that I've put in order of how you know how you, badly you I want to read you them. You don't have to check them. It's fine. You you you've got your focus. You don't need <laughs> you don't need to go squirrel on this one. You're good. You're good. Well, I have a thing where I'm trying to make myself take time off and relax. So I've used that time when I'm done. With all my daily stuff, dinner's done, whatever, I go sit on the couch with a book. And then I, I take care of a disabled teenager after school. Mm-hmm. So when I'm waiting for his bus, I'm sitting on the driveway. What am I reading? It is uh, Superfans. Um, yep, yep. Strangers are Superfans. That's what I've been reading, waiting for the bus. And then when I'm on the couch right now, I'm re- reading The Big Leap. So two books at once. <laughs> so I'm just going to put this out there. It's not always relaxing to be learning. See, but I am one of those. If and you're I, enjoying it, that's fine. <laughs> I just want to make sure you're not uh, burning the candle. No, no, it's the the big leap. I'm actually liking, and I I did the bottom dog ear thing, and I called my mom, and I read like this line out to her, and she just stopped. I'm like, uh huh, uh huh. <laughs> It's that where, oh my God, my books are selling so well and I'm doing so great, but what if the next book sucks? What if everybody Mm. hates it? You know, you hit that ceiling where you're like, this is it. This is as good as I can feel. So you self-sabotage. And I didn't realize I was doing that because I would start getting new newsletters, but then I'd look, I'm like, not enough people are opening it. I suck. I'm not doing it right. Brian, Brian didn't teach me as much. Oh, wait a minute. Okay. You have this many and it's growing and you're doing better. <laughs> like, so that book is for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You don't, you don't want to compare. I, I hear people talk about this. You don't compare your uh, beginning to somebody else's middle. Right. Exactly. And that's hard to do, but, but I think it's good advice. I had somebody say that to me about, well, my royalty was only, and it was like dollars, like $5. Yeah. I said, I said, you have two books out. 
you don't, I, you don't even post it on Facebook. You don't market it. Like, what did you, I'm constantly doing something to try to, you know, Amazon ads. I'm working on my newsletter. You know, I talk about it on Instagram and, and which I hate Instagram, but so my (laughs) PA does that Facebook, things like that. So if you have two books that no one knows you wrote, they're not just, the, the universe isn't going to just put a spotlight. So I can't, no, I try not to. It still happens, but I try not to. I don't get jealous, but I try not to compare myself. All right. Like I said, I'm focusing on learning as much as I can about making my newsletter the best I can for my readers and learning everything I can about Amazon ads through this guy named Brian Cohen. Hey, hey. <laughs> well, I guess I don't have anything else until you're done with the next book. Oh my goodness. Well, so now we don't have to worry about missing each other's schedules. But I'm sad. No, <laughs> you'll, you'll miss me. I know. I'll miss you. Yeah. You'll miss me. No, I, I've enjoyed, <laughs> I've enjoyed our chats and I appreciate you reaching out. Uh, and I'm sorry that it, it took so long, but uh, we, we, you know, next time. Life happens. That's why I was like, fun. I saw the backpack in Seattle. I was like, they forgot they had a podcast scheduled. <laughs> well, in in all honesty, it was scheduled. Bef- Amazon was like very last second with yes. scheduling it. Yeah. So once that got scheduled, what we the we didn't forget. We just didn't remember to reschedule everything. Yeah, it's it totally. I I am bottom on the rung with something like that. That one I understood because I don't know another person that has ever been invited to Amazon HQ. So I was like. I was telling my husband, I'm like, you ain't going to believe this. <laughs> like, this is so cool. I was so happy for you, dude. Oh, thank is, you. That is like amazing. And when I, especially something like this, like we've talked to each other and, you know, Facebook right. and things like that to watch people grow is just the most amazing thing. It I is the most. agree. Yeah. I'll do this thing. Like I found um, a review from someone in India who mm-hmm. call me their favorite author. And I looked at my husband. I said, what is this life? <laughs> and that's all I can think of is when you're walking up to the airport to go to Amazon HQ, what is this life? I know. <laughs> I but know. how much work did you put in to get to that point? How right. much learning and education? So you are definitely the guru at this point, the Amazon ads guru and quickly becoming the email marketing guru. Well, I appreciate those kind words. <laughs> well, I'm a, I'm a kind person. Oh, you want true. you want to let everybody know where they can find you, the best places? Sure. Well, I've still got my weekly podcast with Claire, the Sell More Book Show. You can go check that out wherever podcasts are listened to. And then we have our five-day author ad profit challenge coming up for Amazon ads. That's at authorsadvertise.com. And if you like the sound of that book, the self-publishing and email marketing book, you can go pick that up on Amazon. Yes. Or through your website too, right? Direct sale? We do. We we do have it hidden somewhere. We're still working on the direct. <laughs> We're still working I'm, on the direct. I'm having issues. I might have to change my website uh, carrier because I'm having issues doing the direct sales myself. I have yeah. a spot where you can, but it's not coming the way I want it. It's going straight to Amazon. Ah, uh, interesting. Yeah. And I want it to come through me so I can sign it and put a little uh, stick on tattoo with it, you know, a little, little extra. Nice. I will put all those places in the show notes. Brian, it was awesome talking to you. Same here. Thank you again for having me. See you guys next time. Bye. 
If you've enjoyed this episode of Road to an Abundant Author Life, feel free to leave a review on whatever outlet you listen from. Click the subscribe button. And if you have any questions, email me at AbundantAuthorLife at Yahoo.com. 